0: Hi and welcome to What Are We Even Talking About, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called life. We're Melenga and Lindy and thank you for joining the conversation. Okay. Hello. Okay,
1: so what are we doing today? We are talking about um, our journey here, mm-hmm. so we're carrying on with what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. So just talking yep. about what we've learnt and how, you know, as we go on this journey, how it's impacting our perspective and like a few kind of tips and I suppose like practical things that we can like give to the listeners and also to each other. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always start with you. So if yeah. you want to take it away with question number one yeah, which is do you know what have learning. you learned since last time we spoke um yeah what have you been learning what's new
0: right so um hi to anybody who's new and hasn't been with us for the past few weeks um i'm currently reading a book called inner alchemy by by um <laughs> i nearly had it all yeah. no got... <laughs> <laughs> i was actually got it this week zilma Rayo. Zuma Rayo, I was like, I had it, I had it. I've always, um, you know, for anyone who's been listening, I've just literally, like, every week it's been <laughs> a struggle to get the, the title and the mm. the author. Um, by Zuma Rayo, I've been reading about basically managing the emotional, mental and physical aspects of the body, um, all tied to the spiritual in a way to or basically in a way to manage i don't know how it is it's basically to manage your the whole the aspects of yeah. your whole being um so that it affects your emotional mental and physical well-being um a lot of this is to do with um what's it called sorry the noise i'm distracted <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear it who's listening Someone's making a smoothie downstairs yeah um yeah so basically it's about self-management um using all aspects that you know so it's like everything's intercorrect inter interconnected your spiritual uh, aspect you know your physical your mm-hmm. emotional your mental um yeah so that's just a little intro this week what have I been learning I've been learning about um actually a lot I ended up like reading a lot it was a lot about um managing the um is about managing the
1: mm-hmm.
0: emotional aspect of yourself and um the thought aspect so it might so it's about managing your emotions and your okay. thoughts yes and um, then I think it will go on to um managing what you speak but basically the first part of the book it basically gives you um an outline of our spiritual anatomy. So it talks about the chakras, the rays. For those who've been who have been following, and the different um, um, layers of bod- layers layers of our being. So that's like the spiritual anatomy. In school, we talk, we learn the physical anatomy, right? So in this book, it, it outlines the, the spiritual anatomy. And then after it, start, it does that, we start learning about like how do we, you know, about the emotions. Like how does that, you know, what does that look like on a person? And I learned about mm-hmm. the emotional body and how and something I shared with you this week was how like it was partly scary but very intriguing (laughs) about like how if we can because we have this emotional body it's like part of our aura Mm -hmm. it's like around us it surrounds us and it's um think of it and and not think of it in its like um I was not say purest state but how it's supposed to be it's supposed to be clear it's supposed to have this clear space your emotion your emotional body is supposed to be you know, quite transparent and clear. And in its natural state, it, it would be like um, like a bubble, like a soap bubble, kind of transparent and multicolored. That's what it says in the book. Mm-hmm. But most of us, because of the emotional kind of traumas and experiences that we've had that we have in life, it's kind of, like imagine that that soap bubble surrounded by like black okay. smoke. But then obviously we are able to manage that. Like as you do um, work on yourself, and you're you're able to transmute change that um, emotional that that energy you know it can it basically clears up but basically this emotional if you want to call it like I don't know if it's baggage or just toxins it just comes from our experience of living in the world because these smoke these different you know this this congestion it it's it's like emotions and feelings and thoughts actually actually because the emotion links to thoughts because we're surrounded by our thoughts which are they're not even our thoughts. Some of those thoughts—they're thoughts that have been imprinted on us from the people that we, are, you know, that we yeah. do life with, um by the media. And so, some of these things are not our fault. It's just—it's just like how you—we you, you, live and breathe the air that we. Do you know what I mean? We're not in control of all the toxins that we breathe, even if we would like to be. You know, you can have a healthy mm-hmm. diet as you want, but you're still affected by, you know, the atmosphere. Um So, what was I saying? This to say, so I learned that, you know we're surrounded by, like, basically the emotions. I'm going to go on to the thoughts now, actually. And thoughts are, like, a tangible thing. Like, it actually says in the book, like, thoughts are tangible. And it's weird because I, like, through church, I know, like, and also, like, you know, being aware of, like, um, like spirituality. You know, like, mm-hmm. thoughts are real. Like, as it, but it's always been in my mind, like, thoughts are real because everything you look at, everything started, started with a thought because for it to be made, it had to be um, thought of. But in this book, it more kind of hones down on the fact that like thoughts are actual things, like like they are things that other people can sense. It's almost like an it's it's, it's like how a smell is a thing almost, you know. What I mean it's like people can sense it, like you're around someone and they can actually they're projecting their thoughts. I just thought that it's people who are really sensitive, like spiritually attuned, that can pick up mm. thoughts, but we all can. We can literally all pick up emotions and thoughts because we're just beaming them um around basically that like, we carry them with us and in the book she talks about thought forms and they're like it, it basically reminded me of so for people who haven't seen it like i haven't even seen it myself i just saw it when lindy you were watching it with Singi. you know the that film that you were watching called oh, chaos yeah, walking yeah. on prime and literally you know like when he speaks and it's like a yeah, little with whif- wisps yeah, of smoke like that's around it that's literally how it seems like in this book so it's literally like that's what's happening oh, all the yeah. time Literally, so so you know any thoughts that you have, they're like Mm. they're just surrounding you. You you those thought forms you carry them with you, Um, and then that's what makes it. You know that that's what made me like it impacted me a lot because I was like, you don't just think things like all these you know good or bad thoughts. They don't just they're not just thoughts. They're really they're living. It's that little living creatures Mm. that you're creating. It's weird, Um, and um, I'm just like going through to see something that I can give I learn a lot about like the lower and the higher mind so talking about you know mm-hmm. thoughts right and in the book it talks about the lower and the higher mind so it's basically the mind is just like it's like the, your mental body right it's the mental yeah. aspect of yourself but I think there's a different she differentiates between the lower and the higher mind just to, to show you that there's there's different ways of of thinking so like the lower mind is more to do with like think of it as like your mm-hmm. your survival mind like the mind that's considered, your ego, so it's to do with, it's centred on yourself, it's centred to do with, it's centred on, like, the physical world. It follows the laws of nature, mm-hmm. the laws of matter. Like, it's it's got dual perspective, you know, there's good and bad, it's concerned with yourself. And in that lower mind, something that I learned, actually, I found interesting, that you just think that of the lower mind as, as um, something that is to do with, hold on, let me see here, it's like, you think that the lower mind is to do with things that are very base, like, oh, survival, um, you know, I don't know, eating, drinking. But it's, but here it says how there's still an aspect, like a higher aspect of the lower mind, which is to do with, like, like things that we're mm-hmm. talking about now. Like, it's to do with higher thought, science, beauty, art, you know, all the things that you think that are, like, sophisticated. Like, those are still the lower mind. Oh, uh, okay because lower mind is very linear yeah like it makes sense of things and it's the part of you that you know thinks that it has <laughs> forgiven like thinks that it has reached like um you know i don't know do you know what i mean it's the part of you that maybe thinks that you are awakened or you have you know it's like us now having this conversation right. like we could still be having it at the lower mind it's not like a bad thing because it says that you know it's not it's not a bad thing your lower mind is just it's just how it is it's just a way mm-hmm. that it works very much to do with this world but then the higher mind um, is, is more, um, what can we say? It says here that the higher mind is the result of an awakened heart. So it's very much to do with, um, I was going to say, but yeah, it reminds me of the, like the heart craft. So it's to do with how open your actual heart is. So when it says the heart here, it's it's like the heart is the gateway for like the higher being, like the higher you, it's the gateway for spirit. Mm-hmm. To get in touch with spirit, so um, yeah. So the higher mind, it says it's like the it, it you start using your higher mind, operating in the higher mind when like it, you achieve like a whole brain function. So literally, it's like that was interesting as well. It's like whole brain thinking happens at the higher mind. So you're not thinking about like you know what I mean you're not just on one side or the other side. It's like it's like. Um, Do you know what I mean? It's more holistic. It's that you're able to think above yourself, outside yourself. And um, it's like something that I found really, really interesting and good was that basically it's like um, it says here um, that the higher mind is, it basically brings you a view of like your divine plan in life. Mm It almost like gives you that view of like your plan, mm. do you know what I mean it gives you a view of your of your life kind of I don't know if you want to say destiny, whatever um maybe blueprint, I don't know it gives you that view of it, and also it gives you every possibility of its fulfillment, okay hmm. does that make sense? so it's like yeah, it's like when you're accessing like that higher part of yourself like your it's, it's more like heart consciousness it's like you're, you're not on, do you know what I mean? It's like you can see where you're going. It's almost like a bird's eye mm-hmm. view I was thinking of. And it's like, not only do you know, like, or maybe you don't know for sure, like in words or direct thoughts, because it says that the thoughts of the higher minds are more symbolic, but you kind of, you have more of a sense of like how you can get there. There's more clarity, it seems. And it says that in this school of alchemy, in, in alchemy that she talks about in this book, um, it says that the aim is to basically live in close proximity mm-hmm, to that higher mm-hmm. self um, so that you can gain access to creative okay. ideas um, that help you to rebuild your personality, mm-hmm. the world and the planet. So like I said, this book, this book or this philosophy is very much to do with like with yeah. serving. So it's literally like when you when you reach that place of compassion, then you are able to serve. You know what I mean, like you're outside of your about outside yeah. of yourself, um so yeah, that's a lot of I feel like it was a lot, but yeah, that's basically what I learned um <laughs> this week
1: um it was a lot but it, was, it was interesting actually yeah, it sounds good um yeah. so yeah, I guess we'll move on to question number two, which is how has what you've learned and been learning changing or changed your
0: perspective um I guess it's it's helped me one of it's helped me really realize um for myself just how the things how when I'm affected by things it's literally like my lower mind working is very much mm-hmm. to do with seeking um things for myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm not looking outside of myself. If something's making me uncomfortable, it's usually because I'm using that that lower mind yeah. reasoning, you know what I mean? And it's like I want to be, I want to reach the higher mind reasoning because it's yeah because it, it just seems like that's the key to who you mm-hmm. really are. Do you know what I mean? That's more, it's more true. It's more, it's like bigger. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's yeah. more expansive, and that's what I want. So that's I've had a perspective shift on that. It's so just even, yeah, like no matter how yeah, it's just it's just kind of realizing that the things that I'm having like I might have trouble with or you know I might, I might be not happy about certain things but it's just think it's just realizing that i'm just looking at it from that kind of mm-hmm. like lower aspect and not looking at it from the higher aspect um is one perception shift i've actually there's something cool that i actually learned just to go i don't know to tie number one into number mm-hmm. two <laughs> cheekily really is because this book gives ex- uh, exercises as mm-hmm. it goes through so um there's some exercises that she gave for the. So she give, gives exercises to, um, like manage your emotions, like clear your emotional body, or to transmute, like to transform certain emotion emotions you have to more yeah. positive ones, or you know. And then she gives um, exercises for the thoughts, and one of them, like there's exercises that's for the there's thought exercises that are similar to the emotion exercises, and one of them I can't do them because they're group. Oh, um, not their group. One of them is like a pair, so they're a pair. Like for the for the Mm -hmm. for the emotion one, it was a pair. You sit with someone, and then for the thought one, it was kind of like it says it's a group of. So you are still pairs, but there's like three of you, and there's someone who's like who is um Mm -hmm. overseeing it. I I feel as if you probably can do it with less people, but there seemed a need to be someone who was like a neutral person who was there instead of you just two. It was because I think it's because you're man So when you when you hear what I'm gonna say, you're gonna be like, okay, that sounds a bit. Because it seems like you're literally managing energies. Like it sounds kind of wild. So like, there's the emotional one. In the emotional one, you sit with a mm-hmm. with a partner, and you're like, you're facing each other. This reminded me of like Goop. You know when they had like the, it was like the Goop on Netflix. Um, yeah, that show. So when they had, was it the partner? Was it the people in relationships? Mm-hmm. And they were going through, I think it was the sex therapist, therapist one. So you know how yeah. they sat facing each other, one of them. There was one couple that did that. It reminded me of that. And you also told me something else, another exercise in another group episode. But anyway, you sit face-to-face with a partner. And it's literally like you... I want to go through it roughly, what I can remember. And it's like you don't communicate like with oh. words. But one of you starts... <laughs> one of you starts feeling mm-hmm. a certain emotion. So it could be you pick any emotion. So it could be like jealousy, for example. And then you feel mm-hmm. it, you feel it. And then you literally, um, I think I think the thing is, is that you you just, you express yourself in however you express yourself. And the other person, I think they're supposed to, I'm not sure if they, they take it on. Like you are projecting that energy yeah. towards them, isn't it? And then they take it on. And I'm not sure if they do, but they do. Um, I'm not sure if this is for the emotion one. But in the thought, like in the thought one, they um they 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 take that they they block themselves. There's one last. Bit. I feel like I've gone messy now because I haven't stuck to one either the emotion <laughs> exercise or the thought one. Let me do the thought one. Sorry, sorry guys, because the emotion was I, I can't remember it. But in the thought exercise, what you do is you work with three types of um, energies. So one is um it's like seduction. Number one is seduction the th- the second one is um that, manipulation and then the third one is coercion exactly so you're working with these like dark they're not dark forces but you know what i mean they're quite strong. dark
1: force i mean it's just it's all energy i think it just sounds it's a yeah, language yeah, yeah. really isn't it yeah it's a, but i think we yeah. manipulate and move energy like that on a daily basis anyway isn't it
0: it's just not conscious mm Yes, yeah, so these are the things that's at play, like manipulation. Like I know it's it sounds it sounds very dark, but we manipulate each other anyway when so, we're does why I have hmm?
1: to read that book, um uh, the Celestine prophecy.
0: So sometimes yes, it's just the way those words like seduction, manipulation, coercion, we do them mm. all the time. Like I could manipulate you to as it as it shows in the energy, um, I'll I'll say it. So with the uh, manipulation one, you sit across mm-hmm. each other um and you the person thinks you know you're you're not communication communicating verbally one of you um decides to um you you will take turns by the way but it starts with one person and they have to imagine a scenario they have to imagine a scenario in which they are right and they're absolutely right and they're trying to convince the other person that you know like they are also right to see their point of view so that so it'd be like if i'm doing that with you I'd be just thinking that I'd be putting myself in that kind of energy and I'll be directing that energy towards Mm. you. And then you as the other person, you would start receiving that energy, but you're supposed to block yourself. So you block yourself from the energy doing whatever, whatever it is. Um, If you find yourself kind of turning away from the person, it's that you just block yourself from the energy. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, after that's gone on for like two minutes, the person who's overseeing you um, basically walks you through a Mm -hmm. meditation which basically aligns you both, and it just kind of like settles you. And then after that aligning, the person who's been receiving, who's been blocking themselves, invites that energy into their heart, and then they trans they transmute it, they change it. Do you know what I mean? They just trans, they receive it in their heart, and then it becomes something else. And then you, both of you, are just supposed to you know feel that feel that change. Um, and it says that it's the person who's receiving the energy that kind of dictates the outcome of it because it's. However, they choose to change it. Um and then after that happens, you switch roles. So the other person starts, you know, think getting into that energy of, you know, I'm right, I'm right, get into my perspective um perspective. And then they do you know what I mean? They fight they 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 give that energy out, the other person blocks them, they center, and then the other person receives it into their heart. Um so it was really interesting because I was just like, wow, imagine being with the emotion one, it was really raw as well because a person could be feeling like anger mm-hmm. and they're just imagine that the person just projecting that energy towards mm-hmm. you. Um, and I just felt like it was really vulnerable. Oh yeah, before you start that, like before you do these things, you're supposed to kind of like think, think yourselves, you know, put yourselves in a in a in an energy energy mm-hmm. of gratitude and it's all well being and all of that kind of stuff. But it was kind of like, it was very vulnerable. I feel like the thought one wasn't as vulnerable, but the emotion one, I was like, wow. It was like really, it was really, really vulnerable to show that negative, you know, to be rawly emotional in front of someone else. And I was just like, wow, this sounds like it could be good for couples, especially if you're feeling, you know, because this thing, basically, these exercises are to shine a light on what's there so that it can, once you shine the light on something, it you know, it naturally, it naturally, um Shifts, but yeah, I feel like it's so good for couples to do. I was like, that would be such a good, um, a good yeah. exercise for just kind it's of just heavy, like because but... it's yeah.
1: So it's a bit heavy, you but say? I think it would be it w- the outcome would be good.
0: Yeah, I think it's very uncomfortable, Um and I've got a friend who loves Alea. She loves being com- uncomfortable, Um and I just mm-hmm. feel like it's so uncomfortable. But I feel like it's good. It's beyond. The because sometimes you know, we it's it's just taking off the yeah, mask basically. Yeah. Um yeah. and then I really have rumbled. Number three, what practical advice would I give someone? Um I'm really not sure about this one, but I'll say something I mean, I'll 'cause I've it's been a lot about thoughts and thoughts are things. I would say um a little exercise would be to just be conscious of the thoughts mm. you're thinking, really. Because even me, I've been conscious of the thoughts I've been thinking. And I really, I generally kind of say, say I thought that I I have positive thoughts about yeah. myself. I realise that actually I think a lot of negative thoughts. And they're not exactly like, oh, you're, you're bad, you stink. <laughs> it's not like that. It could just be something like, literally, like every time I think, it could just be something where it's like, oh, yeah, my skin's really dry. Or my, mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like those passing comments that I'm always, you know, it's a, that, that little chatter in my mind, and it's always about somehow I'm not up to standard, you know? And I was just thinking, like, yeah, like if you watch the thoughts that you think, and actually consciously, at first it sounds annoying, but think positive thoughts, like on purpose, <laughs> um, and just switch it. or one Yeah, it could be like you start, you have a negative thought, but then mm. switch it. Because sometimes it really is a negative thing like say someone's got a bad attitude yeah, yeah. in front of you, you know someone who you're living with, and that's their thing they're going through, but of course it's affecting you so yeah, I think yeah you have that negative thought, but then switch it See if you can switch it, you can be like, okay, I don't know, she's being really annoying today, but it's really good because i um I get to I get to be patient or I don't know I get to um I don't know whatever positive that you can think of, okay um just think of a positive thing. Um or try and watch your thoughts basically and be more positive because thoughts really are things that do you, I really definitely, you know, we're in control of it. Um as in to a certain extent, but it's like yeah, I don't wanna be I wanna be clearing up the pollution mm-hmm. around myself. Um yeah, do you know what I mean? I think that's just one way, one important thing that we could do is just managing our thoughts. But that's mm-hmm. it for, for okay. me for today. <laughs> <Here's your turn. laughs>
1: um Yeah, so...
0: Right, so I'll ask the questions, because I never ask you the questions. I'm always like, just do it yourself. But yeah, um, what's one... or some things that you've been learning? um, Yeah, so the book
1: I've been reading is called The Language Your Body Speaks, and it's by Ellen Meredith. And so I'm just going to follow on from the chapter I was reading last week, because it was a big chapter, so I kind of, like, spoke about the first half, and now I'm going to talk about the second half. So... The last thing I remember I was talking about last week was um, where I was talking about in this chapter, she talks about how to kind of experiment with your body and figure out your own kind of fake sign language and how your body kind of communicates. So she was talking about how to communicate with your body using different gestures and using your hands. And then she moves on to um, so the reading that I started off with this week, she moves on to how your body can sometimes shut down parts of your energy, part of your energy field. And this is when you have like blocked energy. I think I touched on it a little bit last week, but it's when you have blocked energy and sometimes certain areas of your body can feel kind of sluggish or can just feel kind of stuck. And it's like your energy is kind of locked down in that area. So it can manifest as like chronic health issues or like an injury Or maybe you can have, like, some tension there. And so she kind of gives a little exercise where you can imagine that you're, like... You can use your hands, as like, to gesture, but you can also use your breath to kind of imagine that you're kind of opening some... Opening the cabinets. Because she's saying it's, like... Imagine... Again, it's a bit of visualization. So you're imagining, like, those parts of your bodies that are um, locked down or, like, shut down. It's, like there's a locked cabinet and like you have to try and imagine that you're opening the cabinets with your hands so it's a little exercise where you can kind of inhale and then on the exhale it's like you're pushing the cabinet doors open and this is just to help with um any energy any energy that's kind of stuck in a certain area and although like obviously there's reasons why this might happen it is maybe to protect yourself or to protect certain the way you're feeling it could be emo- to protect your emotions however d- depending on what area of the body it relates to or if it relates to a certain chakra field or something like that um, but obviously it's very limiting if you have energy that's blocked you can't really tap into like creative juices and like be free to just do what you want to do so she just has that little exercises to help with any blocked energy um And then the kind of last part of the chapter that I went on to was quite interesting because it goes more into like imagery and symbols and visualization. Um, So she talks about how the mind is very, very important when it comes to energy healing, because we, we use it to like visualize. Yeah. She says, um, she talks about how, it's because she's talking about a visualization. So obviously we use our mind to visualize and to like, imagine some people imagine colors sounds or whatever we use our mind a lot in this kind of energy healing and to guide things um so it's very very important to kind of just use your mind as a tool to you know um obviously there's some things that naturally would happen like you know the the previous chapter I was talking about she used she talks about using the different senses and sometimes in your mind's eye you might things might pop into your mind and this is your body, also can communicate in this way. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she talks about how when when energy moves as a unit, she has this term that she uses, which is called um, energy u- unity. And she says that um, energy is like, what do I want to say? It's like when we use images and gestures and these kind of things, they're like hollow phrases, which means... I go, what did I, I looked it up because I was like, what's a holophrase phrase mean, but it's basically a a word or expression which obviously means a diff, means many many things, but it's in it has a different meaning depending on who you are and what it means to you. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's very important. That's why I think throughout the whole book she's always like experiment with what gestures work for you um because what works for you is different from what works for the next person. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah and she talks about how we have to be like you have to be open to finding these ways so you have to try all different types because I know obviously there's some things that we might be more drawn to like for me I was talking about how I think I'm more like sensory I like touch and things like that but it's good for me to explore the things that I might not instinctively move towards just to open up different I suppose avenues and ways that energy can move for me do you know what I mean um Hmm. so that that's why it's good to explore the mind and to visualize different things even if i'm not i don't (laughs) personally like to do that but it's good for me to just practice and explore and see what happens yeah Hmm. and it's just to allow the energy to transform as well because that's what we do when we we're using different gestures like if when she has a different exercise and she's like okay um do you feel yourself called to any Like drawn to any part of your body, and then like you can try different gestures and things like that. So it's it's us. The process of that is us that we're transforming, or as you say, transmuting, isn't it? Is that transforming the energy into something whatever you want it to be, or into the positive energy, or I don't know if it's positive or negative, but like into the flow, I guess. If it's stuck or if it's not moving the right way, or if it's out of rhythm, etc., etc. That's what we're doing. We're transmuting. We're transforming energy. Excuse me. She just says that um visualization works better when we when we um do actions and gestures alongside it. So as you're visualizing, it's good to have a set of gestures that work for you or sound or even touch, feeling. So when we're doing this alongside visualization, that's what helps the um energies transform basically.
0: And it so when you're doing what? Say that so again. when you're
1: visualizing It's good to Mm -hmm. um, do it alongside actions, gestures, or sounds, or Mm -hmm. touch, whatever. But to do it as you visualize, like to partner it together, and also to she says feeling as well, um, which kind of reminds me of like the another book (laughs) with the Joe Dispenza book, which is called um, Becoming Supernatural, where he talks about like um, being on higher what is it called higher frequencies which is kind of linked to your yeah. emotions as well
0: I was gonna say you know you talked about you know you wouldn't necessarily say like changing from bad to good emotions mm. I was gonna say that maybe um is it better to think of it as frequencies yeah. like, from like denser frequencies to higher yeah frequencies. exactly
1: precisely because I think sometimes we like to be like good bad and it's not really that it's just that like it's a higher way of being and it's a it's a higher frequency for things to for our yeah, where the spiritual things basically happen, isn't it? Less more, <sighs> what did you say? Less dense, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: that difference at to higher frequency. Yeah.
1: Um, which I thought was really interesting because I never really thought about that when, when people talk about visualising things that you want or like just visualisation in general. I never linked it to the physical being. I just thought of being in my mind, if that makes sense. So, so I oh, think that this yeah. kind of bridges mm-hmm. the gap where it's like, okay, we're not just using our physical earth elemental self but we always we're using both the physical being and the mind to work together that makes Mm -hmm. sense because usually when I I don't know about you but when I'm visualizing something for whatever purpose to attract something or whatever I never I'm never moving and making sounds and doing other stuff with my physical body I'm just kind of sat there and just in my mind whereas if you're doing both I feel like that I've never really tried that before so that was interesting to me and I was like okay that makes that makes sense I suppose if you want to move the physical well it's not that's the thing because sometimes I'm like energy is physical but then it's not (laughs) so it's like it's like that in between so I get I I get why you would have to use both beings of yourself yeah Mm. and I guess yeah this the spirit obviously your higher self comes into it because you are listening out to those things to to your higher self or whatever to be guided in that way isn't it so I guess it all comes together (laughs) but yeah and so the other part that I was kind of reading about that I was learning about was the there's a part about light and color and how like obviously not everyone has specific images that pop up in their head and I think that's more like me I don't really have like I don't have I don't My mind isn't active in that way with imagery, but I do sometimes see shapes, colors, patterns, and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she she touched upon, like, the chakras a bit, and she talked about how, like, they're... they're, She described them as, like, swirling, spinning disks of energy that carry subtle energies into and out of the body. And she talks about this woman, she referenced this woman that I've never heard of, but her name is Donna Eden, and she actually said that you know usually well I don't know if you know I'm just saying you know but usually the chakras are associated with like the colors of the rainbow so you've got like the root chakra which is at the base of your spine mm-hmm. and You've mm-hmm. that usually is associated with the color red then you've got the the yeah. next one which is like the solar I, I don't know if I'm going in the right order but the solar plexus I don't know which one. yeah but anyway as really you move up the body let me stop. so yeah as you move up the body it's like red orange yellow green like the colors of the rainbow basically but she that woman she says donna eden she says that those colors are not really they don't hold they're not actually true that the chakras are associated with the colors she actually says that each person has an individual mix of colors and patterns of light in their chakras and energy body which makes sense with what you were saying where you were saying like um you were talking about the what are they called again the seven rays Mm -hmm. and like how it sounds like everyone has like a different mix and kind of it's individual to every person and it makes more sense Mm -hmm. because I I mean I know I used to think like why is the root chakra red and all that like what's the association of the color like where does that even come from I never thought to really go and Mm -hmm. research it but I just Mm -hmm. I just liked that point I was like yeah it makes sense that each one would just be a different variation because everyone's so different we can't all say all our root chakras Mm -hmm. are red or whatever and you know we all Mm -hmm. like (laughs) I don't know but yeah she talks about how um colors it color color is energy and how it's like it's a vibration of light and that's why it's important mm-hmm. it's important to just make a note of like what we're drawn to because I I think each person has like you know how we have like favorite colors we're drawn to certain things you mm-hmm. might like to wear more one color more than another and I, I yeah, we were. About it yeah, we were, and I didn't really think anything of it. But then I was like, "Make you know what? Maybe there's something in this." You know, I mean, we—I I know in our previous series where we talked about like light and color and things, we talked about how like we mm-hmm. don't know that we're seeing the same shade of a color or the same even color. Do you know what I mean? I can't see out of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. You can't see out of mine. But we kind of reference to the same colors how we've been taught, how culturally have been taught that mm-hmm. that's a color. And how we've also been taught to like certain colours, whether that's because you're male or female or because that's the way it's represented in nature. Like, there's just standard things. Because there was an example where she was like, um, you know, when you're young and you're told to, like, draw a tree, you know, you coloured the trunk brown, the leaves are green. But she's like, what about if, you know you actually try other colours. Like, you just mix it up. There's no, like, rules. Do you know what I mean? There's no the standard culturally way. You're like, no! <laughs> she was like, you can make the trunk purple and the leaves yellow and you can have, like, orange apples and things like that. And I was like, that's so true. And I think she had an exercise where she just, like, kind of explore with colour and light and just, like, try not to... I guess it's, like, not staying within the the box, isn't it? Trying to think outside the box and just whatever you're drawn to kind of to explore that Mm -hmm. um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which was interesting because I never really thought about it with color in that way like I understood it in the sense of like yeah we're visualizing things colors and patterns and all that but in terms of like just normal things like that I don't know I just never thought of it so it made me think about like things that I'm drawn to that colors I'm drawn to and like why that might be and if that's linked to I don't know like my body in any way but yeah I think that's moving on to like question two which is like how is that changing my perspective it's making me question things I never really I just thought they were just like oh yeah I just like that colour in it so I didn't think it was really relevant but um yeah I think that that's pretty much what I learned in that second kind of second half of that power um the chapter
0: okay so how so your perspective has changed in that you take your like relationship to colors more seriously I think
1: it's not even that I'm taking it more seriously but I'm just I'm just questioning like why like okay why am I drawn to this colors or just making note of it more I guess in comparison because it's not it's not even like I'm drawn to it because it's my favorite color first it's more like I'm drawn to it first that's why it's my favorite color does that make sense so okay. it's like trying to be like, okay, why am I first drawn to certain colours? But then I don't know if I really get an answer from that, but maybe it helps to have certain colours. Like I know, no, I'm saying I know, but I remember we were watching this documentary, not documentary, sorry, a series on Netflix. It was called, um, was it the Indian Matchmaker? And she was told to wear
0: oh, a I Thought It was to
1: watch a spiritual, I? <laughs> No, the Indian Matchmaker. And she was told, um, one of the contestants on the sh- on the programme Um she was told to wear a certain like gem or whatever to help attract something. Mm -hmm.
0: Of course. Yeah, it was a
1: sapphire. So I was thinking like things like that make me think like, okay, like what's the association of colour and like maybe we're drawn to certain colours because we need them for like a certain energy or like I don't know, the Mm -hmm. energy body or something like that. Um so yeah, it just yeah. I think my, like I've said in the previous episodes, like my perspective is cons- constantly changing as I am reading more and more because it's just making me question things in a good way, and then it makes me more. Again, I am not looking to outward things. I am asking myself. I am like inspecting my body, think looking at like how I, you know, interact with things in my daily life, and I am like, okay, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just making no. It's like I am becoming more aware of myself.
0: But I, mm. I but
1: the other thing that I like is like I've said it's like you're not just using one be like one of your bodies, you're using your physical body, you're listening to the physical cues, you're listening to your mental cues, you're listening to your higher self. So it's like it's like you're like I feel more I don't know, like you know how sometimes you can feel like of like your bodies are not in sync with each other. Yeah. So I feel it feels like like I don't even know how to. I don't know how to word it, but it feels like things are more in sync. Like the more I become aware of the interconnectedness, I guess, of the different bodies. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it brings more awareness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah, that sounds good. Actually, definitely. Everything mm. it's really important actually because sometimes I've realised myself actually when you've been talking to me about like you know your mind, mm. be aware of what your mind is because sometimes I'll think something. Yeah. And then you to be like, you know, why are you thinking that? It also almost, It's like this. Let me give an example. Okay. Like, say, um, I mean, I drink a lot of water, so this is not my example. But I might just suddenly think of, like, water drops or, like, a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. But I'm not thirsty. Mm. And then, like, maybe 20 minutes later, I'll be like, oh, I, won't, I would, like, you know what I mean? I feel thirsty. So it's, like, it's weird because you wouldn't think your mind would tell you that. Yeah. Because I always think of my mind being away from my my body, mm. but which is really weird. But it's, like... yeah it's like your body's communicating different things um yeah i just really love the idea of color i'm really interested in color anyway um because it does carry energy like we don't think of that but energy is as much as like people use things that they say like crystals carry energy and and i think it's the same with color like i literally think i think you can surround yourself with color by probably thinking Mm -hmm. about it and it's 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 part of symbol isn't it so it's like this, we were we always think like it's it's words and all that, but I think we can get, you know, beyond that and think of like like you said, the woman in Indian matchmaker, like her getting that, that specific mm-hmm. ring that like it had so much symbol, maybe to do with the colour, to do with the room, I don't know what, exactly. it's to do with her mm-hmm. thoughts and her emotions that are linked to that is gonna obviously like it becomes something real, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, will then manifest as we it seems magical, but it's not really. Yeah manifest into the person coming there coming appearing whatever. yeah you know that will be a good match for her it's probably her awareness and her her frequencies mm. have changed isn't it are changing yeah exactly so, yeah. um it's gonna change
1: i also like to there's a part where she mentions again to do with color but she was just given an example where she was like like the color green doesn't have the same emotional impact for each person so even though there's like mm. universal associations with the color like nature and envy and it's all culturally learned but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how our specific individual being associates with that color if that makes sense so it's like you have to really with this book I found that you really have to experiment and develop your own like understanding a language again is what what the book is about but it's like you really have to delve a little bit deep and like you kind of have to throw all the kind of misconceptions so again it's like being a child and kind of like just playing and figuring out what 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 is for you like what's the meaning for you what's the you know what's significant for you yeah so it's very individual but um it's nice because it's it's liberating in the sense that there's no structure there's no one way about it you're just kind of asking yourself what's what (laughs) I guess but yeah um so just to finish off so the third point which is like what's one practical thing that I could give someone to do um would be so just at the end of the chapter she talks about um what what to do like on a like a daily basis she's like you could take little she calls them energy breaks so it during the day so it could just be like you take a quick five minutes or whatever to just kind of tune into your soul energies so it's like just assess what's going on right now in this very moment, and then just do, pay attention to your breath, and then like for like at least thirty seconds, and then just see if anything has shifted in your energy, like in your body. And she just says that like, that's that's a nice little just practice to do throughout the day. Just I, I suppose it just brings more awareness and just allows you to again just be learning. It's, it's you. This is this journey is about learning, isn't it? So it's us learning what our body is saying and just tuning into that and asking it, okay, what do you need? It could be as simple as like, you know, um, you might notice that something's off off balance and then you're just asking your body, you kinda listen, you're kinda listening for instructions. And it might just say, Oh, I don't know, you need to rest or might say, you know, you need to say change position, you need to stretch or something. Simple as that. So mm-hmm. it's just I guess just listening as well it's probably a good point just to listen to your body. Um and then also just choosing maybe you could experiment and like choose one gesture or one symbol or one image to experiment with for like a day and see how that impacts impacts your your like your um energy body yeah um, yeah, um and there's another quick bit which talks about um how to what's the word how to interpret. So she's like, when you're doing all these, like, experimenting and, like, playing with your body and, like, trying to see what's com- communicating, she says there's two points that you need to kind of keep in mind, which is that you want to unpack the messages that you're getting from your body and, like, interpret what they are saying. So let's say you get an image, you kind of want to be, I don't know, I don't know how to give an example, but you just, you just want to interpret the image that you're seeing or the sound or whatever you're getting from your body. And then the second point is to dialogue with it. So yeah, we're learning what the body is saying, but then it's also to dialogue back with it and like interact. That's the second part. How'd you do that? And I think that's that's what we've been learning so far. I guess in the the chapters that we've got to so far is like understanding what your body is saying, and then shifting that, changing the energy, which is the dialoguing back with it. Okay, so the dialogue is the second part.
0: What yeah. so far would you say? Is you're yet to read that no no
1: no. that's just what she's saying is kind of like she just dumbed it down into two points of what what it is to I guess understand like what you're getting like
0: I don't know I guess I'm asking after you've listened what's the dialoguing part isn't it just kind of like okay I'm the, is it is it the action or yeah it could dialogue? be
1: anything it could be like how are you so let's say it depends which sense or what you're using so let's say you get a mental picture you want to interpret what your body is saying to you and then once you've interpreted that it's like okay how can we shift this to something good or some again I'm using the word good but how can we shift this energy which mm-hmm. is the dialogue in back which might be you doing some gestures on your arm it might be you visualize changing the image in your head that you've got initially yeah okay. To move that energy to you'll feel, you'll kind of sense again, it's, it's all about sensing when something feels right or in flow and things like
0: that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So it is, yeah, it's like a, it's not like you just get the an image and then that's it. You kind of do something. Yeah, about
1: yeah, it. yeah, exactly. There's like a two part to it it's the interpretation and then it's the dialoguing back with it or the transmuting, the transforming mm-hmm. of that energy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was like interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I do like all these things that we're reading, but it, it does it does require you to do to do the work as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I think it's step by step. It's like little by little. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Like the however little that you can do just, is just part of the step. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um I think I read in this book it um and it was just talking about like when you have a strategy for something and it's like the best strategy is a strategy that works mm, mm. whatever works for you like if it works for you that you know you only spend like two seconds every other day do you know what i mean like whatever strategy it works is the best there's no point having something that trying to do something and you know you know you won't yeah. do it like it's not the best. that's true, true.
1: <laughs> that's a good point just do what works for you <laughs> all right well um i think we've rambled enough this week but um we hope you guys enjoyed it and you will continue on this journey series with us next week bye